Hello, hello. Hello. You. Matthew. Am I on? Am I on back there? Okay. They're saying I'm on. I can't hear me, but y'all maybe can. A little bit. They say, turn me up a little, Matt. How then? Well, good morning. We are so glad to be back. We had a great time. Thank you for allowing us to be gone for a little bit. It, uh, I don't know how much it rained here, but it rained a bunch at Branson. And also, but we had a great time uh, just relaxing and taking a little time together and celebrating our 59th wedding anniversary. Had a wonderful time. Um, thank you, thank you. You need to be applauding Miss Cherry. She put up with me for that long. That's a, that's a great accomplishment, believe me. All of the, uh, all the announcements are in the bulletin, I believe. I would ask you to be sure and read them. I think uh, Miss Laura has one that she needs to make this morning. Right quick. Good morning, everyone. Um, we have a change to our Christmas cantata rehearsal schedule. We had initially intended to start rehearsals next Sunday afternoon, but there is a music group that is playing for our spiritual enrichment weekend. And so in order to not interfere with their setup and rehearsal, we're just going to delay our start one week. So just eliminate that first line on your rehearsal schedule. We're going to start on the 22nd at 4. If you haven't signed up yet, sign up in the back outside of Brother Harold's office, and we look forward to seeing you at Cantata practice. Thank oh, you, also, I'm sorry, one more thing. Um, we will have those physical CDs for rehearsal parts ready starting tonight, and we'll bring them Wednesday and Sunday morning. So if you have signed up for a book and a CD, come see me, and I'll have them both for you starting tonight. Thank you. Brother Harold, hand that to Bill. Let's see what he's got to say right quick this morning. During the uh, spiritual renewal weekend, which is next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, on Friday night and Saturday night from 6.15 to 6.45, back in, for lack of a better designation, the youth lounge room, um, we want to encourage everyone to come and spend time in prayer. To, to bathe the services for Friday night and Saturday night in prayer. And on Sunday, it'll be 5.15 to 5.45 because services on Sunday night uh, are at 6. And also for Saturday, remember that's um, the message on Saturday is going to be directed at the men and the youth. Uh, and they will also be fed from uh, five, 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 five thirty to six thirty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we'll have a uh, uh, a meal for them. And one other thing, you see it in your bulletin. If there's somebody, if you or somebody needs a ride for any of these services, call that number. So we can get that information number down for you. Thank you, Bill. We definitely want everybody to have the opportunity to be here for our spiritual renewal weekend. 
I talked with my brother just uh, day before yesterday, and uh, he is excited about coming, looking forward to it, and wanting uh, the excitement about sharing the gospel in our new in our spiritual renewal weekend. Yes, Harold. GBS day's the last day to sign up for our Tuesday's La Road trip. Be here at 9:30 or before 9:30. We're going to leave at 9:30, so please sign up. We do need an exact count to help us. Uh, and travel. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Harold. Once again, we praise God for all of our guests being here, any of our, uh, and all of our, our membership. We praise the Lord for them. Today, I ask you just to get real close with God the Holy Spirit as we're going to be preaching on do you truly trust God? Now, I know as I said to the men in there a while ago, all Christians can say right off the top of their head, well, sure, I trust God. But when we break it down into our everyday life, do we truly trust God? So you be in prayer as we just look at that this morning from the Word of God and as we prepare our hearts for what God has for us today tonight, and next weekend. I praise God for you being here. Brother George McBride, pray for us as we start this morning. Brother? Amen. Praise God. Get right with God right now, okay? Harold, lead us, brother. Good morning. Okay, I'm on now. All right. All right. It's a great day. God is good. And all the time? God is good. Okay, amen. Look at the front of your bulletin. It's great how the Lord works. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And then there's a uh, picture of a harvest scenery there. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We're starting out with that song. Let's stand, please. Great is the Lord. He is holy and just. By His power we trust in His love. Great is the Lord. He is faithful and true. By His mercy we prove His love. Great is the Lord and worthy of glory. Great is the Lord and worthy of praise. Great is the Lord. Now lift up your voice.
Great are you, Lord, and worthy of glory. Great are you, Lord, and worthy of praise. Great are you, Lord, I lift up my voice. I lift up my voice. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Great is the Lord, and he is. So precious to us. 452 in the hymn book. He is so precious to me. So precious is Jesus, my Savior, my King. His praise all day long with the rapture I sing. To him in my weakness, for strength I can plead. For he Oh 
Let's have the ushers come forward this time. Take time to be holy. Let him be thy guide. And run not before him. invite you to join with us as we give unto the Lord God his tithes and our love offerings. Will you pray with me? Father, we do praise you and we love you. Father, we thank you so much for how you've blessed us so abundantly. Now receive unto yourself, Lord God, these tithes and offerings. Bless them. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord God says for us to lay our tithes and offerings on the altar before him. We just pray. Lord God, that you will bless, you will use these tithes and offerings to further your kingdom. Bless those that have given, Father, and we give you praise for all things as you take control through the power of the Holy Spirit of this service. And we pray it in Jesus' name. 
Amen. All this week, I uh, prayed and sung and trying to figure out what song to sing. And I had the opportunity to go down to a, a little bitty town called Dermont. Anybody know where Dermont is? If you know where Dermont is, wow, because it ain't much. But it's it's about 30 minutes south of Monticello. But I had the problem being, you know, singing with the master singers. We had a, we had a wonderful God-given opportunity to go into the Dermont prison, and put on about seven mini concerts for about 600 inmates. And I tell you what, it was tiring, and I didn't realize till this morning. Hey, you get to sing again after I sung out yesterday. But anyway, you know, God's got this. But one of the songs we sang was talking about you know, Jesus is coming. And I tell you what, you haven't seen nothing until you see a room full of inmates getting excited about Jesus coming. Now I know their, their situation's a little bit different, but man, to be able to see them worship, to be able to hear some of their stories, to be able to minister, it was, it was truly amazing. But then I, I put myself in my own shoes, and I'm like, am I looking forward to Jesus coming? We see what's happening in Israel. Twice this morning I was asked, is this it? Is this what going to bring God back? I can't answer that. But I can tell you all signs are pointing to Jesus coming back. But the question is, how are we living? Are we living anticipating Jesus coming back? Every day we should be waking up and say, is it today, God? Is it today that the King is coming? Place is empty, no more traffic in the streets. All the builders' tools are silent, no more time to harvest wheat. Busy housewives cease their labors in the courtroom, no debate. Work on earth is all suspended as the king comes through the gate. Oh, the king is coming, the king 
is coming. I just heard the trumpet sounding, and now his face I see. Oh, the King is coming, the King is coming, praise God, He's coming for me. Happy faces line the hallways, those whose lives have been redeemed. Broken homes that he has mended, those from prison he has freed. Little children and the aged, hand in hand stand all aglow. Who were crippled, broken, ruined, clad in garments white as snow. Oh, the King is coming, the King is coming. I just heard the trumpet sounding, and now His face I see. Oh, the King is coming, the King is coming, praise God, He's coming for me. Are you excited? He's coming for you. I can hear the chariots rumble, I can see the marching throng, the flurry of God's trumpet spells the end of sin and wrong. Regal robes are now unfolding, heaven's grandstand all in place, heaven's coming for you.
get over. I believe they're gathering back there at the back. This morning, I want to present to you a question that every one of you would say, that are born to give believers anyway, would say yes to, beyond a shadow of a doubt. And that question is, how much do you truly trust God? Yes, I trust Him with all of it. I trust Him beyond a shadow of a doubt. I trust God, I trust God, I trust God. However, those howevers is what becomes stumbling blocks in our lives. We need to come before God and say, Lord God, I trust You with every issue that I could ever face. This morning, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to 2 Kings. To 2 Kings, chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. This gives us a picture of a lady that was very much in love with God. Her husband believed in God and very possibly was one that hid the prophets during the time of when all the prophets were being killed. And he has died. And the lady's up against a very difficult situation. And the word tells us in chapter 4, verse 1. And a certain woman, we don't know her name, but a certain woman, the wife of the son of the prophet, cried out to Elijah saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditors are coming to take my two sons to be slaves. So Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a small jar of oil. And then he said, Go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. And then pour into all of those vessels and set aside the full ones. So when she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said to her sons, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. And then she came and told the man of God. And he said to her, Go, sell the oil, 
pay your debts, and you and your sons live on the rest. Lord God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the truth there is in it and how you speak to our hearts through it. Now this morning, Lord God, have your way in every heart. Prepare us, Father. Prepare us for the coming of the King. Prepare us that we can face every day trials and tribulations by trusting you. Now, Lord God, speak clearly, and we give you praise for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. How much do you trust God? How much, if we were to to put down all of your life, let's just start with this morning when you got up. And let's look through today, this morning in Sunday school, this morning in church, what you're going to do this afternoon, what you're going to do tonight, what you're going to do tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day with all of life's turmoil. You say, well, no, there's not. Hey, if you've looked at the news, you know what's going on in Israel. Brother Thomas referred to it. They're questioning now how in the world did Haman get through the defense of Israel without them even being aware of it until they had already been attacked? Hundreds and hundreds have died. But I saw this morning where Israel has declared war. Now folks, we need to be in prayer for those folks, but we as a nation need to be behind those folks and encouraging them. Now, I don't know where you stand politically, and I'm not talking about political. I'm talking about the Word of God. The Word of God says we are to stand with Israel. They are God's people. So I'm saying, how much do we trust God in our lives? Do we trust God enough? Do we trust God enough to do like the, the, the lady we see here in this. It says very simply, and a woman, a wife, she went to the man of God and she says, listen, you know my husband loved the Lord and feared Him. She gave her qualifications. You know that we serve God. You know that we feared God. You know that we love God speaking to the man of God and saying, listen, I am in a situation and I'm going to share that with you, but you know who we are. This morning, as you sat right here, can you stand before God and say, Lord God, you know who I am. You know I'm a part of the family of God. You know I fear you. You know I love you. You know I am looking forward to the King coming. The lady said, listen, listen, I have, a, I have a situation. Do we trust God enough to ask Him for help? Now we come together and we say, okay, let's pray. These are sick. These are having this situation. These are doing this and these have lost loved ones. Let's pray. But do we trust God enough to get out of our comfort zone 
of saying, I handle it this way or that way. You know, I, I have a, I don't do it as much as I used to years ago, but I, I used to when I had, a, had a, a situation that I was trying to work through. I'd go out, crawl in my old truck, and I'd take off. I didn't know where I was going. I just drove. But God and I talked a whole bunch while we were driving that old truck around. Do you stop and trust God enough to say, God, you know I fear you. You know I love you. You know I'm a part of the family of God. But do I trust Him enough to lay my control aside and say, okay, God, it's going to be your way. We all want to be in control. We all want to think that we can accomplish it. We've, we've heard the old saying for years and years and years, well, you just need to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. I'm telling you, folks, that's a total impossibility. You can't do that. I don't care how strong you are. You can't do it. Hear the Word of God. This lady goes before the man of God and she says, Listen, I got a problem. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not just going to say, Well, I've got this situation. I'm not going to say, I just got this little problem. But I'm going to be honest with you. My problem is... In her case, the creditors. Maybe in your case, it's, it's maybe the lack of faith. Maybe it's, maybe it's the, the situation of a, an issue in your family. Maybe it's financial. I don't know what it is. But will you get honest with God and say, God, I can't handle it. In all of my knowledge, in all of my abilities, in all of everything about me, I can't handle it. God, I'm being honest with you and this is the problem. You see, that's what it takes to get God involved in your life. We can beat around the bushes. We can play Christianity. We can play coming to church and singing our songs. We can even play reading the Word of God and praying but until we're willing to say, I trust God entirely, I trust Him to the point of letting Him know who I am and that I believe in Him, and I trust Him to the point of getting totally honest with God. God, I've got this issue in my heart. Lord God, I, I've got this attitude that I have in my heart. Lord God, I have, and whatever it may be, Will you get honest with God? You see, that's what, a, that's what a spiritual renewal is, is getting honest with God. Getting down to the point of not saying, well, God, just bless me. Lord God, here's the issue. The issue that she had was to the man of God, she says, listen, the creditors are coming and they're getting ready to put my sons in slavery. Now, any mama would be, not want that to happen. She's getting honest with it. And whenever you get honest with God, all of your pride has to wash away. 
all that pridefulness within you that says, I can handle it. You have to be able to say, Lord God, I can. And mean it. And mean it. You know, that, that's the whole deal. It's coming down to the point of, of meaning what we say. You know, I, I, I can remember my kiddos, whenever they got caught doing something, they'd say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And right at that moment, they really didn't until they did it again. Now, we're all guilty of that. We're guilty of that with God. We're guilty of being prideful and saying, I can handle it and I'll do it. Oh, God, bless me. But then we go over here and do it our way. Lord God, I want you to come in and take care of that, but I'm going to do it my way. We have to get the pride out. We have to be obedient. We have to be honest with God. We have to be as she said, and she says, listen, my sons are going to be slaves. The man of God said to her, listen now, just what do you have in your house? Has God ever asked you, what do you have? Boy, he has me. Preacher, what do you have that you're willing to give me? One of the most difficult things I ever had to try to give to God was that lady sitting right over there. Lord God, you just take her. I can't handle it. I can't take care of her. God, you take care of her. Now you can use me in whatever way. I'm willing to let you use me. But Lord God, you take care of her. You know the next thing? Y'all, y'all, the church family God has given me to oversee, to look, to help. Lord God, I can take care of them. I have the ability. I've been doing it for 40 odd years. God, I... does that sound like people? Does that sound like pride? Whenever God says, listen, What's the problem, Lord God? Take care of them. Use me in any way you can, but Lord God, take care of them. The woman said to the man of God, I need help. And he says, what do you have? What are you willing to give me to God to use? Lord God, I give you all that I am. He's not asking for all your money. He's not asking for your savings account and your investments. And He's asking for you. He wants our pride to be put away. He wants us to be filled with God the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be in the position where we trust God unconditionally. We trust God no matter what. What do you have that you're willing to let God use? Now remember, this is a widow lady. This is a lady that had no money. This is a lady that her sons were getting ready to be put in prison because of the debt. And the man of God says, what do you have that you'll let me use, let God use? What do you have that you'll let God use in your life? Do you trust Him to the point of saying, God, this is all I have, and it's yours. 
And the widow lady answered him, Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house except a small jar of oil. Most likely it was a jar of oil that was used, that she had put up to be used at her death to anoint her body. That's probably what it was. A jar like that would be a, what we would probably say maybe a pint jar. She had it set way back up on the shelf, back in the back, so it wouldn't get bothered until she died. But see, you see, she was honest with God. She was completely honest with God. God, I don't have a thing except this. Are you willing to be totally honest with God? God, I don't have anything except I have a desire for you to work in my life. I have a desire to be everything you want me to be. I don't want to be full of self. I don't want to be in a position of being in control anymore. God, I want you to be in control. God, I want you to take care of the situation. All I have is just a little jar. And here it is, God. Here it is. God, all I have is just a little faith. Just a little faith in you. But here it is, God. Here it is. God, all I have is just a a desire to get closer to you. Here it is, God. God, I really want to get excited about the King is coming. But Lord God, do a work to where it's not just words or a song, but where it's a reality in my life. Here it is. God, here's my wife. Here's my children. Here's my church. Here am I. Here am I. All I've got is just this little joy of total honesty, totally openly with God and saying, Lord God, all I have is this. It doesn't amount to much. But here it is. Here it is. Whenever we tell God, when we get honest with Him, when we get open with Him whenever we, we say, Lord God, here's my wealth, here's my position, here's everything. Oh, by the way, God, here's all my problems. Here's all my problems. And then we get down with God and we start naming them one by one. You know, when I go to naming by problems, it seems like so many of my problems are personal. They don't involve the world. They don't involve y'all. They don't involve my wife. It's personal. God, here's my problem. She says, my problem is, my problem is my sons are getting ready to get put in 
debtor's prison. And the man of God, even as we talk to God, the man of God says, listen, let me tell you what God said to do. And when God tells us to do something, you have to do one or two things. You either have to be obedient to the nth degree or you're going to be disobedient. Now did you hear what I said? You're either going to be obedient to the entire thing or you're going to be disobedient. You say, well I'm going to be obedient with this part right here. Well if you're just going to be obedient with that part and not this part, then you're being disobedient. The man of God said to her, God said to you, listen. And then he said, go and borrow vessels from everywhere, from all of your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. He says, listen, how much do you trust God? How much do you trust God? She went to her sons, I'm just see her. Sons, y'all go out and gather all the vessels up y'all can gather all over the neighborhood. Go to the neighborhood, go to them. I don't care if they're big, little, small. I just want a bunch of empty vessels. All of those you can get. You know what God's saying? God says, how much do you trust me? Are you going to gather one, two, or three vessels? Are you going to gather a whole parcel of vessels? Are you going to gather a whole house full? How many are you going to get? How much do you trust me? How much do you think? I'll bless you. How much do you trust me that I'll take care of the problem? You see, that problem is not always those external. Sometimes they're internal. Sometimes they're spiritual problems. Sometimes they're problems that we have to come to the point of getting down on our face before God and God says, okay, you go to the prayer altar and you confess them. You go to the, to, the, to the preacher and confess them. You just come to me and pour your heart out to God. Are we willing to trust God with it all? And the Word says, and when you come into your house, you shut the door behind you and your sons and then pour it into those vessels and set them aside when they're full. Are we going to keep God's commandments and go get them? They gathered them up. They brought them into the house. I don't know how many they had. It doesn't say. But whatever they gathered up, they brought in the house, and the word says, and she shut the door behind them in verse 5. In other words, she was completely and entirely obedient to God. Not only did they gather them all up, however many they were, brought them into the house, and then they shut the door just like God said. How often do we get started serving God but we leave out something He's told us to do? 
They gathered up a bunch of empty vessels. They brought them into the house, but they could have just got so excited they would go in and, and going to fill them up. Just going to fill them up. Let's fill them up. And not been obedient and shut the door. You say, well, what difference does that make? The difference is God told them to shut the door. God tells us to read the Word. God tells us to pray. God tells us to go to Him and pour out our hearts. God tells us to trust Him in explicitly in our lives. But do we trust Him to the point of being totally obedient in all the areas? To this day, it doesn't tell us how many vessels they had. But the one thing it does tell us in these verses, and it says, and she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now, I don't know how you look at what God does in your life. But when I look back over my life of almost 80 years, I am astounded, amazed, overwhelmed with what God, first of all, has put up with in my life. Second of all, how He has forgiven me time and time and time again. And how He has strengthened me and given me direction to accomplish what he set before me. Here she is, in the house, door shut, empty vessels everywhere. Now catch this with me. You don't have to see what God's blessing is going to be. You take what he's given you. All she had was this little, possibly pint, size jar of oil and here's all these empty vessels and her son walks up pulls one of them up in front of her she looks at the jar now how much is she going to trust God for here's a vessel here's a jar how much The word says she turned it up and started to pour. Filled up that vessel to the plump. They moved it aside, brought another one. She poured. And she poured and she poured and she poured and she poured until all the vessels, however many there were, I don't know if there were 10 or 10,000, but all the vessels were not partially not a little bit but full to the brim you know why they were full because that's what God said he would do you fill them up you pour it and God will fill them up you be obedient to God and God will fill it up you be obedient to God to the point of saying Lord God I know you're in charge I'm submitting myself to you God will take care of it and he will fill up that situation He'll take care of the hurt. He'll take care of the pain. 
He'll take care of the attitude. He'll take care of the finances. He'll take care of whatever's in your life that you'll be honest with Him about. God will handle it. If you trust Him. And if you obey. You've got to trust and obey. Well, that sounds like that'd make a good song. Trust and obey. That's what it's all about. Not trusting Him a little bit. Not trusting Him just some. But trusting Him entirely. And the Word says, and they poured and they poured and they poured and they filled them up. She was obedient. God continued to bless and continued to bless until every vessel was full. In fact, the word says, she said to her son, now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. Bring me another vessel. You know what that tells me? That tells me that jar was still full of oil. Bring me another vessel. I still got some oil here. The word says, there is not another vessel. There's not anymore. God's filled up every one we've got. If you'll put your trust in God and be obedient to God, He'll take care of the situation. Filled up every one of them. And the word says, and the oil ceased. Mac Mills' opinion, okay. What I'm saying, I'm saying it doesn't say this here. But Mac Mills' opinion is, when the oil ceased, all the vessels were full, that little jar was still full. And she took it and she put it back up in the cabinet where it was for the purpose it was used to be used for. God had taken what she gave him, blessed it to the point of where it filled up all the vessels because she trusted him explicitly. She gave her heart to him entirely. She was obedient entirely, even to the point of shutting the door and poured an endless amount of oil out of a little jar in trusting God. How much do you trust God? How much do you trust God today? What are you willing to trust God with? The word says, then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go, Sell the oil, pay the debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. One of our problems is when God blesses, we want to take control again. Even when we're willing to say, okay, God, we trust you. Okay, God, we're going to be obedient to this point. God has blessed us. Here she was with all this oil, 
The man of God says, you just go sell it, pay the debt, y'all live on it from now on. She could have said, boy, howdy, look at here, boys. We got all this oil, we can go sell it, and we can live it up. Hmm, does that sound familiar? All at once our situation and our problems taken care of, so we're going to take it back over. We're going to be in charge of this. God, thank you, but we're going to be in charge now. It comes to the point of if you're going to trust God here and be obedient to God here and give it all to God here to handle, you have to carry it out through your entire life. Not just in this situation, not just in this little bit, but throughout your whole life, God expects you to carry it out. Listen to what He said. You take care of the immediate problem. Sell the oil, pay the debt. That's the problem she had to begin with, remember? That's what she went to the man of God and said, they're going to put my sons into slavery because I can't pay the debt. He says, you do this. You be obedient. You carry this out. She did all of those things and lo and behold, the vessels were full. Lo and behold, when she went back to the man of God, praise God, God took care of the filling up the vessels. She could have just said, now I'm in charge. Let's do it, boys. But she didn't. She went back to God and said, God, what would you have me do now? How much do you trust God? Are you willing to trust Him to the end? Go sell the oil. Go sell the oil. Pay the debt. And what's left over? Doesn't say how much is left. I don't know how much was left. But I know it was for sufficient. Because the man of God says, you and your sons live on the rest of it. In our lives today, God says, are you willing to trust me? Are you really willing to trust me with your life? Are you willing to trust me with your family, your issues, your problems? Are you willing to give me everything? All that you have? Can you just see? What God's really interested in is you. He's interested in you. He's interested in you giving Him all of you. He's not concerned about your money. He's not concerned about your education. He's not concerned about your position in life. All God wants you to give Him is you. 100%, totally, give Him you. The Word of God tells us those that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in their heart and confess with their mouth, they shall be saved. In other words, they're giving themselves to God. 
And the word also tells us when you give yourself to God, you're an heir with Christ Jesus under the throne of God. And you're going to be just like that song was that Thomas sang a little earlier. You're going to be looking forward to the King is coming. You're going to be looking forward to the King is coming because it said, you and your children live the rest of your life. In other words, he was talking about their earthly lives. God is talking about your eternal life. Do you trust Him? Do you trust Him today to say, okay, God, not only do I trust you with it all, but I'm going to be obedient about everything you tell me to do. I'm going to get right with you, God. I'm not going to be so prideful that I can't come to the prayer altar. I'm not going to be so prideful that I can't say to you, Lord God, I got a problem. And I need you to help me. And Lord God, when you tell me what to do, I'm going to be obedient and do exactly what you tell me. Lord God, if you tell me I need to go to somebody and say, I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize for my actions, I apologize for my attitude, I apologize for what I thought, I apologize for things you don't even know I've done. Lord God, I'm willing, whatever you ask me to do. I'm willing to be obedient to you. Are there those that you need to go to today? Maybe even in this auditorium and say, I apologize for my attitudes and my actions. Maybe you need to come to these prayer altars. Get honest with God. Get on your face and say, Oh God, Forgive me. Forgive me for how I've acted. For my attitude. For my lackadaisical attitude. For my attitude of just saying, Oh well, what will be, will be, and I'll get along. Folks, listen, God says, Be obedient. And trust Him. Even to shut. You see, I don't know what your situation is. The only situation I know about is Mac Mills. And those things that I need God to take care of. And those things that I need to trust Him totally, entirely to take care of. Sometimes that's tough. Maybe it's a physical issue. We just need to say, Lord God, I can't, but you can. Maybe the doctors can't even, but Lord God, I know you can. Maybe it's a family issue. Maybe there's tissues, issues within your family and you just need to 
to get them worked out. You know the place to start? With God. Lord God, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm putting my pride aside. I know they've hurt me, they've hurt me, they've hurt me, but God, I'm putting it aside. And Lord God, you have your way. I'm giving you myself. You do what you need to do to solve the issue. And the woman said to Elijah, Listen, you know who my husband was, and you know he trusted and feared God. You see, that's the first step. Do you trust God? Do you trust God entirely? to the point of being obedient unto Him. You see, I can't do anything for any of y'all. All I can do is just for me. And believe me, I did a whole bunch of it before I got up and preached this this morning. I pray God will touch your heart even as He did mine. And you will trust Him with it all. Lord God, I thank You and I praise Your name that You bless, that You speak to our hearts. Lord God, I pray right now that hearts, lives will be changed, that they'll truly desire to be obedient to open their hearts, to be honest, and to be willing to let you work, and to be obedient unto what you say. Oh God, your word is so, so full of direction. So you bless, Father. Have your way. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with us, Brother Harold? You come on right now. Don't wait. Don't tarry. Come on to the Lord. You're not coming to me. Come to God right now. Come to Jesus. Get honest with Him. Trust Him explicitly right now. Say, Lord God, I trust you.
you mean what you were singing. Totally, completely. Get honest with God. And trust Him. Completely. We'll be back this evening, 6 o'clock. We encourage you to be here. I know some of you can't, and some of you can't drive at night. I, those of you that, and I, I want to, to reiterate what was said earlier. If you desire to come to the Spiritual Renewal Conference weekend and don't drive at night, please call. We'll get somebody to come pick you up. We'll get the bus to come get you. We'll see you get here. If you'll just let us know, I would truly, I would truly every night like to see a Sunday morning crowd here. So you come on. Let us know. We'll help you get here if you need it, for sure. So be back tonight. We'll have a good time in the Word. The Lord will bless. And we thank you so very much for you being here this morning. I pray God has blessed you. Diana, would you dismiss us, please, ma'am?